WEI Super Bowl coverage sponsored by Wise Snacks. Do game day the wise way. Go to wisegameday.com for your chance to win one of 100 authentic pro football jerseys. He's joining us on Twitch right now with us on the Harbor One hotline from weei.com, our friend Andy Hart. And uh, Hart, we uh, heard the comments of Thomas Dimitrov a little bit earlier on uh, the current Patriots uh, podcast. And he was talking about young quarterbacks and, hey, they're Hard to find. You know, you got to be patient with them. There was a lot of talk about Matt Ryan. Um, How much weight do you put into hearing comments like that from someone like Dimitrov, who definitely for a period of time in Atlanta rode a bit of a roller coaster at times, it felt like, with Matt Ryan? Yeah, I mean, he certainly is um, a borderline expert on the topic, right? He built a Super Bowl team. You know, he he acquired talent. He went against Bill's advice in the Julio Jones trade, famously, we find right. out later. Things of that nature. Um, so I appreciate his opinion. But I also, you know, once guys are out of the league, I think this is, I, I always laugh at this because ex-coaches, ex-GMs, do they have experience? Absolutely. But a lot of times once they're out of the league, they're really no different than us. Like they're just looking at the leaves and reading them. They don't necessarily have inside info or they're not necessarily polling, you know, 12 of their friends that are still working in the league. No, no, no. They're just like us, like Christian. When you're out of the league, I don't assume that every, and this is not a shot, so don't don't get your dander up. No, but like, I don't assume everything you say about football, you've sourced through like 12 of your best friends who are still in the NFL. I think there's times where you have very informed opinions, where you talk to some people. I think other times you're just an ex-NFL player that is talking football, and I respect that. You have great stories, great experiences. But um, so a guy like Dimitrov, I respect it. But I still fall back on my simple – I'm a simple-minded man. I've told you mm. guys this many times. Yep. You either have a top-five QB or you have a top-five roster. Like, I really think it's that simple in the National Football League. If you have a top-five QB, I think you have a really good shot to compete. If you have a top-five roster, I think you have a really good shot to compete. If you have both, you're probably a dynasty. If you have neither, well, you better get one of those. <laughs> Well, um, well, thank you, Andy Hart. Um, and first of all, um, I want you to arrest, address me as uh, Inspector Fourier, okay. a Detective Fourier. I will, I will, uh, will answer oh, yeah. to both. You okay. haven't heard like about Inspector or Appar- Detective. Apparently, uh, apparently, he pulled video yeah. of a theft inside yeah. the building. Yeah, and the and the culprit oh. will be revealed at one thirty. So pay attention, listen, and watch on Twitch. All right. So the what other part of this is, I feel like over the next three months. I think the the narrative, the rebuilt narrative, will be somehow to remove the stench of Matt Patricia from Mac Jones, uh, teammates validating his his uh, you know greatness, like you know coaches talking about GMs talking about how to fix it. Oh, he's not, he's good, he's good, he's good. How long do you think that lasts? How do you think the the, the stench of uh, or what does Mac Jones have to do to remove it himself? Um, well, I think the stench is partially gone. I think the arrival of Bill O'Brien helped Mac Jones immensely. Like, I think just for him personally, probably his emotions and where he feels like his career is and what the work is going to be like this spring and this summer, that it's not going to be Groundhog Day and he's not going to be swimming upstream filled with frustration and hate and all of those things. But it's a weird, it's a weird situation for both him and for Bill O'Brien in that, Max out of excuses. I think we're done with the excuse game. I mean, I don't know how many times I've already heard it. It's a make or break year for Mac, and you got to find out what you have. And I agree with that. I, I think that's very much realistic. 
but it's almost like at some point, how much do you think Bill O'Brien can accomplish in a short period of time, depending on what the roster moves are or whatever? So everybody presumes it's going to be light years better than it was a year ago because it was so bad with such inexperience and, and such dysfunction. But it's almost like now it's turned a corner and there's expectation. Just because Billy O's here, oh my God, they were only 30 minutes away from making the playoffs last year. So Billy O's here, you're not fighting that uphill battle. It's almost like teams may, I mean, uh, fans and media are, are expecting them to make the playoffs, win a playoff game because you don't have that albatross that was the coaching staff hanging around your neck. So in, in, a, in a way, I think there are going to be higher-than-expected expectations on Mac Jones this year. Well, it's interesting because where, like, what are we judging from? Year one and year two were so vastly different, yep. but there's also the caveat of having the junior high play caller beside a professional quarterback. So I think for some, and you're hearing players say it as well, like when Trent Brown's like, yo, we're going to be down for long, like it feels... You know, everybody feels like it's the whole, hey, man, we're we're good. We're we're going in the right direction. And now everybody's got that layer of confidence with Bill O'Brien. But relative to Mac, like, what is kind of our floor from which we are judging him against Hart? It to me it's it's twenty twenty one plus something, whatever that percentage is in your mind. I, you can't just get back to okay quarterback the guy we saw as a rookie right even though he did have a dismal a sort of disorienting derailing second season regression as predicted by the great christian fourier first and foremost that Woo! regression would set in inspector fourier was on that case go. early and you were dead <laughs> right but i don't just think getting back to removing the stench as you put it christian that's not good enough because there's a decision on the horizon, a fifth-year option decision, a an investment in Mac Jones in both time and money moving forward. So he has to quickly get back to who he was in terms of the comfort and the optimism coming out of 2021, and then, to me, get back to legitimate year three. Like this, You, you can't just pretend last year didn't happen and pretend this year is year two. He needs to get to year three in his development, and year three needs to tell you Am I giving him his fifth-year option? Am I investing in him? Is he my franchise quarterback? Or am I starting to look to go in a different direction? So, Andy Hart, are they done adding to this offensive side of the ball when I'm talking about just coaches? Are they done adding people, like coaches, to that side of the ball? Because Clem was a new guy, O'Brien, Nick yep. Haley left, brought in a, a new a tight ends coach. Are they done adding to that side of the football? It would not surprise me if they're just about done. I mean, we saw, I think there were some people um, tiptoeing into Troy Brownland. Like, yeah, maybe Troy, we love Troy, Patriot Hall of Famer Troy, but eh, the wide receivers aren't great, and could we do? And then he's the, the head coach representing the Patriots at the Shrine Bowl, so I, I just assume Troy is back, um, and sort of that staff is going to remain intact in some form or fashion. So, yeah, I'd kind of be surprised if there are big additions uh, beyond this point, I, I think you're starting to see it uh, fall into place. And, I mean, it was really – Christian, I, how much did you value your your position coaches? The first one I had, I, I liked. Uh, he was good enough. 
It wasn't dopey. <laughs> the last guy I think I've talked to you about was a disaster. Was yeah. not worth. Wasn't worth anything to me. And I've never spoken to him when I left. Right? I left. Ouch. There's no relationship whatsoever. The first guy, Jeff Davidson, was wow. he, he was good. I liked him. I didn't yeah. know you had some tendencies. Oh, uh, like I mean, that. we. That's I, thought, good. I, I thought one it's year we. Had, uh, I thought one year we had kind of. One time we had kind of talked about. I forgot his name. Pete Mesel. Mesel. Pete Metzlars. No, he's a tight end. No. Oh yeah. yeah no. Pete Mangurian. Well, Mangurian. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man. Yeah. You hated him. Hated him. Yeah, but people would expect that Hart and I would leave yeah. a building and not talk to someone ever again. You I've done on it a the couple times. Hand. No, I've done it a couple times. There's just no lasting relationship. So to answer your question, I would say, you know, somewhat. <laughs> you know, Pick tell it. me who, tell me who's in the room, and I will tell you about that position. You know what I mean? Tell me who's in the room, and I will tell you how important they view that coach. So, I agree with that in general. You can have a mix. I mean, I guess if you had. Um, you wanted Bill O'Brien coaching Aaron Hernandez and and Gronk, right? Early in their career, yeah. you need good coaching from Bill O'Brien yeah. or Brian Dable or whoever. And then at some point, they're veterans, and maybe they don't yeah. need it quite as much. Um, I, I think I told you the story once. I asked Ben Watson about his coach one time, and he was like, who? <laughs> Who are you talking about? I <laughs> barely knew the name. I think we're talking coach. about the same guy. Uh, no, we're I think it's about... a different guy. Oh, okay. But my my point is, I think if you have stability at the coordinator position, you obviously have stability at head coach. You got Bill Belichick. Now you got Billy O'Brien. I don't know that you now have to have, and I know people want the superstar staff. They look back on these staffs that had Brian Dayball in a low-level role and Brian Flores in a low-level and all these future. I don't know that's a prerequisite. And for all we know, Adrian Clem and Will Lawing are those guys. Maybe those are rising stars that are future but I just think you've stabilized it from the top down, and I think that's what matters. I don't think you need a superstar cast of, of position coaches. Andy Hart at WEEI.com talking football with Gresh and Foye here on Boston and New England Sports Original WEEI. There were the reports, Hart, of the Patriots were coaching very seriously at the Shrine Bowl. There was no downtime Whereas Arthur Smith was like, ah, we're on vacation, boys. Go enjoy it. Have fun. Go do your thing. Do you read anything into the seriousness with which the Patriots coaches apparently approached their job? And is that geared more towards figuring out what you got on your coaching staff or figuring out which of these young players can deal with the kind of coaching you would get in New England or maybe a little bit of both? Well, first of all, if I were going to inherit FedEx, I would be a much more relaxed football coach as well, like Arthur Smith. But uh, with the pay, t- do, is, you guys know if, that, right? Yeah, that, the FedEx dude. If yeah. that guy runs FedEx, that's it. It's like seriously, <laughs> he goes from football coach to like even a pro football coach. You know, there's still tendencies of a gym teacher in there. Here, let's turn <laughs> around, and it's going to be a whatever a th- th- multi-billion-dollar company, and that wanna- guy. Stand I don't want to run there. it. I just want to, you know, yeah. take the money just from take it. Just take the money from it. I just want to benefit from its success. <laughs> right. Um, that no, guy from, stands there with his mouth open like he's some kind of slack jaw. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I know. Arthur wow. Smith drives me crazy. I thought you liked meatheads. I thought you were Mr. Wamblock. And now all oh, of a sudden no, you're Oh, no, but that guy ain't a Wamblock. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, no. He's Mr. <laughs> two guy, he's Mr. Two Eye <laughs> Three two Technique. Two Eye, that's right. Yeah, he's Mr. Two Eye Three Technique. Like every time every time I see Arthur Smith stand there, I just want to go, because he has that look on his face. Face. Anyway, I'm sorry. 
so, yes, uh, it does not surprise me that the Patriots are serious. I mean, they've always been serious. Are we going to pretend that Matt Patricia broke everything and they're no longer the Patriots? They're no longer under Bill Belichick's watch. Um, these are still the Patriots. It's it's a rebirth version of the Patriot way, the old cliche. Um, <laughs> yeah, Frank but, Costanza, like a phoenix rising yeah. from Arizona. Maybe it's the born-again Patriot way. Oh. Maybe this is what that is. Reimagined it, like the Pro Bowl. Uh, hopefully it's better than the reimagined Pro Bowl because oh I was God, I didn't was care awful. for that. Yeah, um, well, you're uptight. Who me or Gresh? You. You're kind of both similar, just large and extra small. Ah, uh, talking uh, me. I have love the M word. That's what I am. Right. Anyway. Uh, but getting back to the seriousness of the Patriots and getting away from me getting in trouble for saying bad words on the radio oh, and offending Lord. people. Um, you know, Troy Brown is a career Patriot. He was the head coach. I know Bill was there and Judge is there and all the supervisors were there, but Troy Brown was the head coach. So I, I think it it's it's bringing re, reborn legitimacy to the Patriots, but also you're right, Gresh. It's seeing how guys react to it because if we are interested in you, you know, Zay Flowers, for example, you know, the stud receiver from BC who is rising up draft boards. I don't know if he'd ever be a consideration for the 14th pick in the draft. I kind of hope not. Um, Trade but, down, yeah. Yeah, trade down again, whatever. But how does he react to the coaching? You know, how does the quarterback react to Billy O'Brien? We saw some of those clips where he stops at mid-play, and I mean, it was sort of obvious. He's telling guys to throw the ball out in front, not behind the guys on slants. Wow. But Matt Patricia guys, didn't do that. And, and, and RG three, the famous story about how he couldn't be coached. He was the anti-Tom Brady. Nothing was ever his fault. Don't coach him hard. You're going to get coached hard in New England. I, I still go back to the Belichickian phrase of. I'm not an easy guy to play for, and this isn't an easy place to play, right? And that doesn't change. Bill's still here. Bill O'Brien's still here. Troy Brown's still here. Steve Belichick, Gerard Mayo. These are lifelong Patriot Way people. Even though it feels like a new staff and they're injecting Adrian, Adrian Clem and Will Long in some college feel to this staff, this staff still has its roots in the Patriot Way, and the Patriot Way is... Work your ass off, right? No days off. Get back to some of those those tenets, and I and I think that's what they're trying to do. So, real quick about the the Super Bowl is there is there uh, are you leaning towards one team or the other? Like, what's your prediction for this game on Sunday? Uh, I'm leaning towards the Chiefs. I think they're being overlooked. I think people think that the Eagles are the the next great thing, the new big thing. Shiny red Roseman's. ball. Yeah, and 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 they're a good team. They're a really good team. They're probably. Maybe one to fifty-three, the better all-around roster. But I think we learned around here when you have the best coach and when you have the best quarterback, the best player in the game. Sometimes they pull things out. And oh, by the way, that best player in the game has his go-to weapon in Travis Kelsey. There's a lot of reasons to like, and you see the health improving a little bit with some of the other weapons in Kansas City. So, and I may be swayed because I'm rooting for the Chiefs. I'm the rare person, I guess, in New England that's rooting for the Chiefs because. I like Andy Reid. I, I, I want Andy Reid to achieve things, and I think he is, as I've told you guys, the second best coach of this generation. The things he's done with two different franchises is really impressive. So I'm I'm leaning toward the best coach in the game and the best quarterback in the game feels like a safe bet, and that's the Chiefs. Wow, Agreed. there you go. Yeah, no, totally I'm, agree. I'm with Hart. I've been on I had Kansas City, San Francisco at the beginning of the year with Kansas City winning. I got no reason to change. Even though Philly is a great story and their yeah. their coaches looked Sirianni, that <laughs> luckily he was not his initial press conference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he that lived, was uh, uh, he's he's so how fortunate is he that yeah. he came out with his whole hardo all gas, no whatever, all the like they all do. 
and it actually worked. Well, he's it a good worked. coach. I mean, yeah. that's and and you got to give as much as I you know mock sort of their newfound greatness. Howie Roseman has put together a really nice roster with a lot of draft picks, and a, and he's given himself flexibility to screw up. Like I think they were hoarding oh, picks. Yeah. They weren't sold on Jalen Hurts. They were right. hoarding picks in case they needed to get the next quarterback. Oh, oh, Jalen Hurts might be the guy, so now I have these picks to get other things. Or we miss on Justin Jefferson. We could have taken Justin Jefferson, and we instead we take Jalen Rager. Well, we'll just take Devontae Smith the next year. Now, they've obviously had the benefit the Patriots haven't had. They have the the time spent in the top ten of the draft to take a guy like that and and build. But they've also been aggressive. You know, I wrote a column today about going to get T. Higgins. Their trade for A.J. Brown, like, that's a go-get-it trade. You're going to trade a first-round pick and give a guy $100 million. When you just took a wide receiver in the top 10 picks in the draft, you're swinging for it. You're putting them on the table and putting your neck on the line. Well, that's also the you had a pick that had some value that somebody wanted and you turned it into more. Like, remember, yeah. they made deals with Miami and New Orleans in that draft still came away with Brown, and, oh, by the way, we'll have the 10th pick in the draft this year regardless of what happens on Sunday. So you're right, moving around but also taking some currency and making a big move out of it. And if Hertz hadn't worked, if this roster hadn't worked, they probably would have been trading that 10th pick and something else to move up to take a quarterback. But now because they don't need the quarterback, they're sitting pretty, and they can probably take best available to fill out what is already a Super Bowl-caliber roster. So as long as Hertz doesn't revert... As long as Hertz is the real deal, and he certainly seems like it by by all accounts, they're really sitting pretty in Philly. Got to go with the car pun there. As long as Hertz doesn't go backwards and pop a tire yeah. on those things, you know, when you drive oh, those Florida in. Florida backwards. Uh, oh, yeah, they always things. tell you don't go backwards because you always pop the tires and stuff once you Have go you done through. It? Oh, no, God, no. You kidding You're me? You think guy. I want to pay extra money after renting a car? <laughs> Good Lord. Hey, we, Hardo we, and cheapo. You know, well, none of, again, practica, practico, I guess, whatever. Uh, Andy Hart, by the way, check out his column right now, weei.com, talking about T. Higgins. Hart, thank you, friend. See you, fellas. See you, right, Inspector. There we go. Later.